0: Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Thanks for listening to the Best Houston Sports Podcast. And if you're a first timer, we welcome you to the party. We'd also like to welcome our brand new sponsor, My Bookie. And I'm going to tell you about My Bookie and a great deal we got for you listeners a little bit later in the show. This is Robert, along with my partner and co-host, Stephen Kerr. And Stephen. They finally did it. They finally traded Jadavian Cloudy. So, which Pro Bowl tackle did they get? Which one did they get? Uh, Pro Bowl tackle? Like, hang on a second. Let me look. Wow, huh, that's funny.
1: I don't see a Pro Bowl tackle anywhere. You, you're talking about offensive tackle, what? right? What? 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 Yeah, I don't see an offensive. I don't see an offensive lineman anywhere. I don't see a running back anywhere. Oh wait, they got a cornerback, right? A, they needed a cornerback, right?
0: They got one of those. I, I don't
1: even see. I don't even see a cornerback in there. I don't see a wide receiver in there. What was his name? Michael Lombardi said that the Texans needed another wide receiver. I don't see any of those guys, Robert. The only things I see are a third-round draft pick and two, not one, but two outside linebackers. Unless I'm missing something, that's all I see on my list. I think I'm going to be sick to my stomach. Do you need some medicine?
0: Do I I need to (laughs) to provide you some uh, anti-nausea meds? To, to clear this up. <laughs> I thought the worst thing that was going to happen this morning was when I wasn't getting any hot water for my shower. And now, now you're telling me they got basically nothing for Jadavian Cloudy. What? Well, that, that probably should have been an omen that
1: uh, today was probably not going to be a good day for a number of reasons. Um, well, of course, at least that happened in the summer, not in the winter, but <laughs> Yeah, I, I think a lot of people are scratching their heads, Robert. And I'll be honest, I'm, I'm as disappointed as any Texans fan at at what has happened or, or how this whole thing has transpired. But let's be honest, the, the Texans, the longer this went on, the more they were going to lose, the, the more they were losing leverage. And this is this is clearly a move of desperation in my mind, because they they really should have traded Clowney months ago. They knew They've known for some time, certainly after the 2018 season ended, maybe even before that, that they weren't going to pay Clowney the money he wanted, and they weren't going to give him the long-term deal he wanted. So they've known this for months, and, and with all the issues regarding the firing of Brian Gain and the fact that the Texans don't have a quote-unquote general manager other than Bill O'Brien – Still, the, the fact remains, the Texans should have traded Clowney months ago, before the draft, during the draft, maybe even right after the draft, because they would have had more leverage then than I think they do now. And and that's what I think is, has come to bite them. They get two outside linebackers in the deal, Jacob Martin and uh, Barkevius Mingo, and they get a third-round pick. and it, it, But it was either that or Clowney was probably... Going to sit out for who knows how long. I think it was clear that he wasn't going to report anytime soon. Maybe the Texans knew that, and they just had to to pull the trigger on some kind of a deal to get this whole thing resolved. Is that is that the right way? Probably not. But that in my mind, that's what they did.
0: Yeah, Barkevius Mingo. He's just a journeyman linebacker. One sack, five and a half hurries, and five hundred and seventeen snaps last season. They also got last year's sixth round pick, Jacob Martin. I-, I should remind everybody, Mingo, of course, he was drafted by the Browns because that's the way the Texans do things these days. They get as many Cleveland Browns, worst team in the NFL for years, guys as they can grab. And and the third round pick, they they would have gotten that, Steven, if they just let Clowney walk either this past year. They just said, Well oh, you can walk. We're not even gonna offer you the uh you know the the, we're not even going to offer anything to you or they could ha- do it this coming year. Uh, I mean they were going to get a third round pick either way so you basically said well now we just get the headache of Clowney off our hands like he's been that much of a headache I, it's just you know O'Brien has made two deals as a pseudo GM and Stephen like all great Wheeler dealers his trade philosophy appears to be buy high and sell low <laughs>
1: Yeah, it certainly appears that way. Now, you know, the Duke Johnson trade, we we still have yet to see how that really plays out. I mean, on paper, it looks good, especially when you consider the injury to Lamar Miller, which, of course, nobody knew when that trade was made. But, you know, like any trade, or I shouldn't say any trade, like many trades, you don't really know how this is going to play out until some time has passed, several months, several years. I mean, Clowney could get hurt the first game he plays for the Seahawks, and then, all bets are off. So I don't know. It it It's a head-scratcher in so many different ways. But I just think at the end of the day, Clowney himself may not have been a headache, but, but certainly th- this whole ordeal has been for the Texans, for Clowney. So who knows what Bill O'Brien was thinking. He just, you know, let's get it off our plate. He's not going to come back to us. We're not going to sign him to a long-term deal. Let's get it out of here. Let's get what we can for him. And, and get ready for the first game against New Orleans next week.
0: Yeah, if you flashback on this, it, it, it's you see that Clowney basically dictated where he wanted to go. He's like, I don't want to go to Miami. I'm going to go to Seattle or Philadelphia. That's what we're hearing. You know, I guess he could dictate part of it, but to get in a situation where you let Clowney dictate where you're going means you get nothing because the Seahawks – really with nothing to offer on the O-line. Their line was ranked 29th in the NFL last year, according to Pro Football Focus. The only quality lineman they had, ironically, Stephen, was Dwayne Brown. That was it. Yeah, which
1: is interesting because, you know, they traded Dwayne Brown two years ago in the middle of the season, so Clonnie will be joining him. And uh, what did the the Texans got? uh, I believe it was a second and a fifth round pick. And then they got a cornerback who failed his physical. So... That's what they got out of the Brown trade. But again, th- this goes back to what I said about that they should have done this months ago instead of waiting for the player to be able to dictate where he wanted to go. Now, I realize it's it's easy for us, Robert, as outsiders to sit here and say, oh, it's, you know, the Texans should have done this and Clowney should have done that and a deal should have been consummated. It's obviously not that easy Or every team in the NFL. There would be no such thing as holdouts. Every team would do it the way they want to do it. So I understand it isn't just as as simple as putting pieces on a chessboard and making the right moves, it, this, but but this is clearly why I think the Texans should have addressed this and and put an end to this months ago before we even got to training camp.
0: Oh brother, I'm gonna have big picture stuff on the Texans in a bit, but you know we we mentioned that they get the third round pick, and here's a reminder of what the Texans do in the third round. You ready for this, Stephen? <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead. Lay it on me. I, I know it's not going to be good, so I'm bracing myself. Oh, there's Deontay Foreman, Braxton okay. Miller, Jalen Strong, Lewis Nix, C.J. Fedorowicz, Brennan Williams, Sam Montgomery, Antoine Caldwell, Antoine Molden, Vernon Morency, Antoine Peake, Seth Juan, Dave Ragone. And it all started off with the beautiful Charles Hill, whoever he is.
1: <laughs> okay, I believe I counted 14, Robert. If I counted correct, that is 14 third-round picks. And, yeah, some of those were earlier picks, obviously. But let's just let's just
0: say that none of them are currently with the team. None. Some of them didn't play a down for the Texans. Brennan right. Williams didn't play a down. Sam Montgomery didn't play a down. Uh, Deontay Foreman only played a few games. Uh Lewis Nix didn't play it down. Uh so many of these guys just uh you got literally zero. I, I I don't remember how many games Dave Ragone appeared in, but not many. You know, the Charles Hill one is just th- that's an all-timer because you had an expansion team with a third round pick who couldn't make the t- team on with the third round pick and an expansion team. You know, I, I remember the the Sam Montgomery when when they drafted
1: him, the biggest question about him, ironically, was his work ethic, that that he didn't really bring it. And he obviously didn't work out. And, of course, a lot of people were saying the same thing about uh, Deontay Foreman. I, I saw that Jalen Strong got released earlier this week. So, yeah, Oh for 14. That that almost sounds like the uh, Cleveland Browns record uh, minus two games. <laughs> but, yeah, that's that's what they've done. So now they get an extra third-round pick. Hopefully not to screw up, but, but either way. Uh, yeah, th- this whole... Trade with Clowney as a head shaker for sure.
0: Rest in peace, Kahele Wearing, because he is already, you know, starting the year on the <laughs> injured reserve list. And also, you know, Martinez Rankin. Uh, it's it's early Saturday. We're gonna the stuff's starting to leak out on guys that are gonna be cut or guys that, that have been cut. And Rankin is a potential cut. I mean, he played most of that last preseason game and the other thing uh just a reminder that uh, it, it hasn't been a total catastrophe with at least with this uh last GM Brian Gain because Justin Reed looks like he's going to be a good third round pick and you know of course uh, there's still a potential that Jordan Akins might be decent i don't think he's going to be anything spectacular but he could be something decent but yeah it it it's pretty pathetic. Eric Winston back in the day, that was a good third-round pick. And, and oh, absolutely. And, yeah. and I didn't mention Charles Spencer, but he, he was going to be a third-round pick if he had stayed healthy.
1: Well, I just think a lot of this goes back to, Robert, what we've talked about on this show before. And I know we're comparing apples to oranges when you compare one sport to another. But this is why the Astros are where they are. And I think this is a reason the Texans are where they are, is when the Astros have had a need, whether it's up to the trade deadline or, you know, free agency, Jeff Luno has at least made attempts to go out and and get and and fill those needs over the last few years. But the Texans, the the leadership at the top has been a question mark for years, and it doesn't appear to be solved anytime soon. And we look up and we still see they have a problem at left tackle. You know, ironically, you, you trade probably the best left tackle you've ever had, and now you trade not maybe not the best defensive player you've ever had certainly but he's a good defensive player but what do you get in return for him really very little if you stack it up on paper
0: i got some thoughts on deshaun watson in a bit because that that's going to play into this whole thing as a big picture but before i get there got to talk about our new partners at mybookie.ag and hey if you found $100 on the street would you pick it up or keep walking Of course you'd take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go, we go to my bookie. It's fast. It's easy. They pay when you win. Let's face it. Where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. And I wouldn't be telling you guys to bet with them if they weren't the best, do the smart thing. If you're going to bet football this season or throw some money for or against the Texans, potentially, you know, what do you, what do you think after this cloudy deal? Uh, You need to go to my bookie if you're going to bet on the Texans. Did you know you could bet on games after kickoff? If by the second half, it looks like your bet is going to lose. You can always just take the other side. And if you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet the NFL season, it's the best time of year to start doing this. Join now and my bookie will double your deposit. How are they going to do that? Just put in the promo code Houston. Real easy to remember that one. Houston, and that activates the offer. Uh, that's promo code Houston. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Well, Steven, uh, Deshaun's future, I- I'm wondering what he thinks about what the Texans are doing because, you know, if I'm Deshaun Watson at this point, I go to free agency and I I'm starting to look at other organizations because do I trust Bill O'Brien and the Texans to do the right thing to put guys around me that I need to win a championship at this point? I mean, this is, this is like, you're, this is not only the, the loss on the clowny trade, but you could be, you know, you could be firing blanks at, at as far as keeping Deshaun Watson too.
1: Well, let me just tell you, if the Texans fail to sign Deshaun Watson, whether it's, you know, working on it this year or, you know, certainly well before his rookie contract ends up, uh, Bill O'Brien might want to pull, uh, you know, get out of town like late at night on a a private jet or something because of the tar and feathering that the fans will want to (laughs) do when that happens. Because, look, you've got a franchise quarterback. I, I just, I fail to understand how you don't go about protecting him at some point after you draft him, and so yeah, if I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm thinking, okay, so we still have question marks at left tackle. I got sacked 62 times last year. I'm, you know, I'm already feeling kind of beat up because of that. We go into this year, yeah, we have a better running game, and I, I do think that if Duke Johnson stays healthy, if the running game does get better, that is going to take some of the pressure off Deshaun Watson. But still, the big problems remain. So. Yeah, if I'm Deshaun Watson, I, I, certainly I would want to explore all my options anyway, more than likely, but especially with this situation. But let me tell you, the, the Texans have got to get a deal done with Deshaun Watson. Or as I said, Bill O'Brien better get out of town. He, he better have himself some bodyguards to ferry him away before the Texans fans get a hold of him.
0: Yeah, just a quick overview of the Texans offseason. Uh, they pretty much let their Pro Bowl linebacker walk. They fired their GM and ended up Being stuck with no GM for the season, they signed two tackles who've missed a combined 70 games over the last three seasons. Those guys, they insist, are their starters, despite drafting tackles in the first and second round. They've given their entire franchise to a coach who's won one playoff game in his five years And that was against a Connor Cook-led Raiders team. Have I forgotten anything, (laughs) Stephen? Well, you know, Robert, it's interesting that uh, apparently that that doesn't
1: seem to be a problem with some people. Uh, I just heard on a podcast today, Manny Acho, former UT football player and does a lot with ESPN. When he was asked, you know, who might have an outside chance at making the Super Bowl? he, He doesn't believe the Cleveland Browns will, by the way. He picked the Texans, Robert. So I don't know. What are you so upset about? You know the Texans still have a
0: chance at the Super Bowl, right? Odds makers still have them <laughs> in the top four or five in the AFC, and you know everybody thinks, oh, it's it must be good because we see Deshaun Watson and we see DeAndre Hopkins, and there's JJ Watt, et cetera, et cetera. They they were eleven five last year. I mean, you you can look at it glass half full. You can go, well, you know what? They were eleven five last year. Will Fuller was out most of the year. Kiki Q T, who there's still potential that, you know, he could be back by game one, although Bill O'Brien says not likely. But, you know, they could have added two guys that are really good, if not great wide receivers into the mix. They may have improved their cornerback with Bradley Roby as a new starter. That that might be improved on the other side of Jonathan Joseph. I mean, they, they've added some pieces. Uh, they might have improved their offensive line despite – you know, what we think of Matt Khalil or Chantrell Henderson, if if Henderson can stay healthy and, and be adequate, but you've also added uh, some good guard play potentially with, with the, you know, Sharping and Titus. There's a lot of things that line up to maybe they can improve in some of these different positions, Steven. I don't know.
1: Well, and, and if you're a Texans fan, Robert, I think at this point you want to go with the glass half full mentality. I mean, after all the, the we still haven't played a game in the regular season yet. Until you do, and I think the New Orleans game is certainly going to be a gauge of what the Texans are going to look like for the entire season, maybe not 100%, but it certainly gives us a good idea. That is going to be one tough place to play, and it's going to be on Monday night football. But if I'm a Texans fan and if I'm going through all the, the what the team has gone through with this whole and Clowney mess, we still haven't resolved left tackle, I, I'm apt to leaning toward just for taking a deep breath sake of going with a glass half full mentality. Maybe things aren't really as bad as they seem. I mean, look at last year, they got off to that 0-3 start. Everybody was ready to have the funeral for the Texans right then and there. There's no way they're going to bounce back from that. They're not even going to make the playoffs. And they end up going 11-5. and So every season is different. And until they start playing the games, I think now is, is certainly going to be the time that you can say, well, maybe things aren't so bad after all. And Maybe we could at least salvage the season
0: since the team apparently hasn't salvaged the off season. Do you want him to salvage the season at this point, if you're a Texans fan, or do you want him to fall flat on their face and Cal McNair to finally wake up and say, all right, enough is enough. Because if he falls flat on his face, you know, with this clowny move and, you know, them, them being stuck with no GM and you know, all the things that have happened over the last few years, at some point, you know fans are just going to demand that like hey enough is enough and and maybe they'll see a change maybe they'll see something that like hey people aren't showing up by the end of the season because if it falls apart stephen it's good. the wheels are going to fall off the bus early in this season because their schedule and the first few games it's no joke well just remember though what happened in the Gary Kubiak era you know they they get to the playoffs
1: and then they go 2 and 14 Gary Kubiak gets fired. Guess who they bring in? Bill O'Brien. So, you know, before you start wishing that the wheels completely fall off the cart, you know, you, you have to kind of look into the futures. Okay, so who are they going to bring in after that? And and how's that going to look? I, I think certainly if if you're a Texans fan and and definitely if you're the Texans players, you want to have a good season. You you want to trump all the things that have befallen this team throughout the off season all the bad press they've gotten about not having a GM, the way they've handled this clowny situation. No, I think if I'm a Texans fan, I want them to do well. Okay, maybe it's going to disguise what's going on. Maybe it's going to disguise the fact that Bill O'Brien still hasn't proven that he's a great head coach. But just think back to Gary Kubiak and what happened after that. This is who the Texans got after they let Kubiak walk
0: yeah, but you're 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 not gonna go to a Super Bowl. I don't think any Texan fan has any thought that they're going to go to a Super Bowl with Bill O'Brien. So at least if you put somebody else in there, there's a chance. While most people would say, with this guy, there's zero chance. His decision making, whether it's as a GM, as an offensive coordinator, if he's you know making a decision as far as when to throw a red flag, if he's making a decision as to when to call a timeout. I mean, it's without question a 100% total failure. The one good decision that he's made his entire tenure, and I don't even know if this was up to him or not, was Romeo Cronell. Outside of that, you know, I I mean, yeah, they've made the playoffs in a horrible division uh, with probably more talent than he deserves. I mean, you know, guys like DeAndre Hopkins and J.J. Watt help you out quite a bit. And Clowney helped you out a, a lot. I mean, they're... There are a ton of guys that were draft picks either very early in his tenure that he really didn't have anything to do with or before he got there. But yeah, the wheels could fall off soon because you got the Saints, the Jags. uh, Nick Foles is going to be better than Blake Bortles if they somehow turn it around and there's a good chance. This is what happens in the NFL with teams. Then you got Phillip Rivers. Then you got Cam Newton. Maybe the Panthers get it rolling again this year. Uh, The Falcons with Matt Ryan aren't going to be any joke. Of course, Pat Mahomes is next. Jacoby Brissett and the Colts don't sleep on them. Do not sleep on the Colts. So that that's your first seven games in the season. So, and they and they started off crummy last year, and they tend to start off not that great under the Bill O'Brien regime. So, you know, factor all that in when you're thinking about this, because uh, yeah, it it could go bad in a hurry, Stephen.
1: Well, and that's why I've said before that if they started off zero and three again with the type of schedule they have. I don't see them making a recovery but, but let's look at it this way let's say that they exceed expectations let's say they get back to the postseason again and this time they, let's say they make it to the AFC Championship game and lose they don't get to the Super Bowl but they lose in the AFC Championship game, in other words they, they pull the Houston Oilers in 78 and 79 then what? How, how would you feel then
0: if, if that took place? If they win games against good quarterbacks, that's a victory because they 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 don't do that. If they win big games in the if they win games in the playoffs period outside of against a guy like Connor Cook, yeah, it', it that's an improvement. but I'm just saying right now, I don't I don't believe it's going to happen. I, I don't see it happening either, but but as you've pointed out, all those factors you just pointed out, there there are so many
1: ifs and and, and so many factors that can happen in a season. We would have thought the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes? I mean, yes, he's a talented quarterback, but did did we really think they'd have that kind of a season? Some people probably, but I I tend to think that the Texans are not going to have that type of season. I I think it's going to be either an average season or things are going to completely fall apart. They're going to lose the first three or four games, and then we're going to be, it's like uh, being at the bottom of an avalanche. We're not going to be able to get out from under it.
0: Last thing, I'll, I'll make this last point, and, and this might be the, the way the Texans look at it. Jadavian Clowney has been with the Texans since 2014, was injured pretty much most of that first season. Since then, four and a half sacks in 2015, six sacks in 2016, nine and a half sacks in 2017, nine sacks in 2018, You're not going to miss Jadavian Clowney a ton on his pass rush. I mean, yeah, he gets some pressures, and and I I haven't mentioned those, but he's not a tremendous pass rusher. Whitney Merciless is probably equivalent to him when Whitney has played at his best as a guy that can get sacks. The real play, Steven, they're going to miss him, is in the run game. He is a great run stopper, and he would – pick up a lot of hits in the backfield, a lot of tackles for loss. The last three years, 16, 21, and 16 tackles for loss. That's unusual for a guy that lines up that close to the line on a regular basis. And, it's, and it not, his name is not J.J. Watt. <laughs> and that
1: should probably scare you even more when you consider the type of quarterbacks that they're going to be up against. The fact that they still have so many question marks, especially at cornerback that if the Texans can't stop the run game in 2019 the way they did in 2018, I I, I don't want to think about the worst-case scenario because it's not going to be pretty. Those those quarterbacks are probably going to shred the secondary anyway, but just think about having the run game and the passing game that these opposing quarterbacks are going to have. So yes, and and compared to what they got for Clowney, that's a definite problem that the Texans could be facing this year is that they're not going to be quite as good against the run.
0: A couple of years ago, I thought Dylan Cole, even though he's an inside linebacker by trade, had the talent to move outside. He can rush the passer. He's physically gifted. He can cover anybody. Uh, He looked really extraordinary in that first season uh, before he got hurt. And so maybe Dylan Cole can step up. I I don't see a Brennan Scarlett. He's got a long history of getting injured. We'll see if he even lasts that long. These two guys that they got in the deal, you know, you know what we thought about those two guys. So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it, it, it doesn't look good from the perspective of, you know, just losing somebody that talented and basically not having anybody close to that to replace him. But Maybe Dylan Cole, I don't know stephen that 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 that's the one thing that I can see that happens that maybe they just get lucky with him.
1: Well, you can just add Dylan Cole to the long list of players that the Texans have had that even if they've had success, the question still hangs over their head. Can they stay healthy? I mean that that's becoming an almost an endless list in and of itself. Talented guy could probably maybe not be a clowny, but but certainly come close. But again, that's if he plays up to his potential and if he can just stay on the field.
0: We're going to talk about the Astros in a couple of days. Uh, a little bit more positive stuff with the Astros than with the Texans. And good news, we, we mentioned in the last podcast Octavia Dottel, Uh he, he had some uh, bad stuff with some potential drug ring ties, according to some accusations. He was cleared of Dominican drug ring ties. So, uh, good for Octavia. He still has some other things that are going on with that situation, but the drug ring stuff, we, we don't want to hear about that if you're a Dotel fan. Uh, also, just a reminder if you enjoy the show, you'd like to support us, this is what you can do go to the website, HoustonSportstalk.net, make a small donation. There's a donate button on the top right of the homepage, or if you go to the smartphone that you're on potentially right now, just go towards the bottom of the page. It's right there. Uh, the donate button, you can use a credit card or PayPal or uh, that, that sort of thing. I want to thank Justin for his donation. Really appreciate it, Justin. Uh, and, and by the way, I know some of you might be concerned you'll be on an email list or you know the info is going to be used for something. Believe me, the only thing I'm going to do is mention your first name and give you a shout-out in the podcast uh, because we really appreciate it. Uh, I want to thank, again, our brand-new sponsor, MyBookie. And if you forget the promo code or the website, it's all in the show description. Make sure to go there. Make sure to, you know, you might want to make a little wager or something like that. Maybe the Texans uh, picking on the low side on some of the numbers. It might be a good chance to to jump on that right now. Don't know, but uh, you might want to consider that as, as we move forward. And I also saw the Raiders. I, I heard they were a, a six win team on the over under with one of the most difficult schedules in the NFL and John Gruden is the coach and Derek Carr is the quarterback. I don't know about that. I might, I might a little hit for you. I might take the under on that one. Just, just an idea. Thanks again for joining us on our special Jadavian Clowney Reaction Pod. We'll talk to you again in a couple of days. You're listening to Houston Sports Talk.